got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, wings, raw, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rats, you beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, raw, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, 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 beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, raw, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rats, you Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is once again Thursday night. Um, I'm having the most massive of technical difficulties. So uh, please, for the love of God, bear with me. But, uh, you know, that's the name of the game. When you haven't done this shit in about a month. And uh, that's how it goes. And also, my guest has dropped off. So, you know, that's, that's also how it goes. <sighs> but uh you know what we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll power through this we, we will power through this together we'll figure this out or we won't and that's just that's also how this shit goes so uh you know what you can do literally all of these are, are useless uh i'm not gonna use that one anymore we can go to, you can go to notarealpodcast.com and copy some awesome merch for a show that hasn't been on in a month. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> we all get it. I ain't no shit in a month. Calm down. Uh, RedemptionTactical.com. Use that link right there. HTTPS. Semicolon. Backslash, backslash, R E D E M P T I O N T A C T I C A L dot com <laughs> slash question mark R E F <laughs> equal sign number one N V X O. If that wasn't boring enough, I'm going to do it again. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, com slash donate. That's also a dead link. We're going to get rid of that one. This time, Alaska.com. RIP. We're going to get rid of that one as well. Chris, hashtag Chris for K. We're going to get rid of that one as well. LPVest.com. You can still use that one. Uh, it is still active. Unlike my guest tonight. I don't know. Why don't you text him? You call him. Uh, while while she, uh, Miss Susie Q is calling him, uh, hashtag anarchy lube. Hey. Hey. HTTP colons backslash backslash facebook.com backslash bk for com, also a dead link uh com, also a dead link bring it rid of that one this feels like a funeral this i should have named this a funeral episode that's like the death march yeah we should do like taps
Yeah, they were troopers. Okay. They were soldiers okay. in the fight against government. And wow. some of them more than others. Who? Larry Sharp, who's that? Who's Larry Sharp? Yeah, I'm gonna get shit for that one. How dare you go laughing? Well, he lives in New York. What what kind of good can he do? Anyways, uh, this person, we're for liberty.org. Well, that's weird. Um, let's see, will for okay.com. Will is not okay. I don't know. Uh, he's not in my basement anymore. Uh, setoregonfree.com. I don't think Oregon's free. Uh, Lima for Hayward.us. I don't think that's relevant either. TikTok, Ollie's mom, 2014. If you like slides, we're going to get rid of that one too. Um, NathanSlusher.com, we're going to get rid of that one too. That one, not a real podcast. Is that, what is that, fucking Venmo? Uh, Yo, we were ghetto back in the day. That's so weird. Yeah, we're going to get rid of that. We're not getting it anymore. Uh, donate to my legal defense and or campaign at Keystone.party. I know who that was. Get rid of that one. Um, Keystone.party. Get rid of that one. Uh, Greg Sadler for OK. I don't know who that is. I probably read him. So I don't remember who it is. VoteLibertyAlabama.com. What state is Alabama? Oh, that's right. The, the state not in the SEC Bowl this year. Oh, no. Anywho, yeah. uh, for states that are still relevant for football. Of the, yeah, we don't fuck our cousins here in Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. For those of you who watch college football, that would be a funny joke. For those who live in states like Alabama or Louisiana, that's not a funny joke because you're like, what is college football? And we all agree. You don't know what that is. So, anywho, pissed off tech. What the fuck, Chuck? Yes. That's my answer. Jax Axelrod, LOL. Also, yes. Uh, Susie says, what up, Heavy D? Also, yes. Jessica S. Anywho, also yes. That's my answer all night. Just yes. Don't ask me anything weird because I'll probably say yes. Yes, new listener, welcome. Welcome to the shit show. That's what the S and Jessica stands for, shit show. Anywho. I do have dirt on the Clintons, Jax, and that's why I'm suicidal every day. Anywho, I will get to my guest tonight, who is fantastic. Um, can I have tomorrow off? Fuck it. Yes. Why not? Pissed off tech. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly who you are. No. Oh. We weren't going to say names, but I knew who it was. Uh, Shit show yourself, yes. 100%. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, put your uh, non-gendered hands together. Whatever that means. 
But uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring uh my good friend Alex on, and he's he's got some shit to say. He uh he was he was restrained by the campaign last go around, and uh he's got some shit to say. So we're gonna let him say it. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alex. Hey, how's it going? Sorry for my computer situation. All of a sudden, right before everything started, my home Wi-Fi went off, so I had a hotspot off my phone, so got back up and running. Look, as far as technical difficulties go, this is the up-my-nose episode, so, uh, you know, you're fine. Yeah, so let's... On to that camp, uh, the whole campaign thing. Um, first, I, it was a cool ride. I do have to say it was it was, it was interesting. So that politics thing that's always been interested in politics. It, it was fun. It was interesting. I've always been kind of one of those just shit posters on Twitter and Facebook once in a while, but never really delved deep into it, and then got a request to do the do the campaign thing they basically said hey uh this is available um do you want to do it uh, yeah sure i'll go federal campaign right out of the shoot the local or anything rather shoot federal campaign did that and it was interesting i was it was kind of fun um of course trying to trying to do everything while maintaining a full-time job because of course I my entire campaign like funding wise was what we had in our state uh, basically what we had left over in our savings account that was my entire because I would take side money just because it's such a weird thing like once you start taking outside money and everything I just didn't want to get into that feeling like I owed anyone anything so I stayed away from that and still did pretty, I'd say pretty fucking decent. I think it was, I think ended, ended everything with like 30,000 votes at the end of the day. What was the, uh, so you said 30,000, what was the percentage on that? I want to say it was like 15 point, I want to say like 15.1, 15.3, something like that. It was like 15, uh, and that's, now mind you, I'm, I was running against one Republican in South Alabama, and no one here straight party ticket votes for Libertarian. Everyone's straight party ticket, Republican, Democrat. So everyone that voted for me physically like, filled that bubble in, not by, uh, by a cartoon character like they did for the R's and D's, but they actually filled it in by my name to pay almost 30,000 times which for just in my district ain't bad. That's not bad at all. I was, shit, I was, I was in there going, break a hundred. Just please break a hundred. I'll be, I was like, I don't want to get, don't want this to be, <laughs> I don't want to be a complete blowout. I was like, I almost felt like when Citadel plays Alabama, like I score a field goal. <laughs> w in my so, and so I was like, them. I was like, look, I just don't want to get. I I didn't want to get goose egg, uh, like right out of the shoot. I was like, let me get a hundred, I'll be happy. And then when I uh, when I logged in and it said, 
to my understanding, I, and I haven't seen anything different, I'm the only third-party candidate in the history of Alabama to ever at some point carry my district. I carried District 1. It was gold. Short time, but shit, it was gold for a little bit. So I was like, was I was impressed. Was it your district that was gold for like two thirds of the night, and then all of a sudden it flipped? Yeah, that, then all of a sudden we it flipped, and then Alabama. I got just yeah, Southwest Alabama. Yep, that's me. Yeah, we was watching that. Like, if you watch the election night coverage, we did uh, like fucking what was it a month ago? Um, we we watched that race like pretentiously. Like, we were like fucking zoomed in on it, and all of a sudden it flipped, and we were like, "Fuck!" <laughs> we were really yeah, hoping I, for big things. Cause like, I, I'm sitting there going. Come on, break a hundred, and all of a sudden the first first little thing came out, and I'm like motherfucker, uh, and I screenshotted that. I was like, screenshotted a second. I was like, I'm in the lead, uh, and then I was talking to a few other people, and they were like, you still uh, had buddies out in Colorado and everything else. They're like, hey, you're ahead. I'm like, uh. and I, like I said, for someone whose budget was seven hundred bucks. That threw a few yard signs out and kind of talk shit online uh, against someone that's got millions of dollars in their war chest. I was like, eh, ain't too bad. No, it ain't. And that's but, the funny thing. Like, if you look at people like Chase Oliver, right? Like he he threw like he got what two hundred some thousand votes, two hundred eighty some thousand votes for his campaign for Senate in Georgia. And it was uh, the Raphael, for those who have been living under a fucking tree, under a rock, under the entire planet. Um, it was a, a three-way race between Raphael Warnock um, and who's that cocksucker that played for Dallas back in the 90s who nobody gives a shit about? Herschel? Yeah, Herschel Walker. Uh, and then uh, Chase Oliver. Chase got like 280,000 votes. Which pretty much split the difference between Herschel Walker and uh, Raphael Warnock, who Raphael ended up winning the other day. And he got national news coverage because of that. He he spent, what, like five, yeah. six hundred bucks in his campaign office out of his basement? And, like, he was getting national news coverage. Uh, who was it? Um Kennedy on Fox News, and then he was uh, uh, wasn't USA Today? Who was the other one? They're they're British owned. Uh, yeah, but they were like, they're like, oh, we're gonna do an entire hour long spread on this guy, and he was like, yeah, I ran this entire campaign out of my basement, but I want you to have your freedom, and they were like, yeah, he's basically a Republican plug, and we were like, what the fuck is this? Like that's that's what they came away with is that he's a Republican fucking. Uh, set up. <laughs> it just yeah. Jesus I fucking I was watching this campaign because I watching uh, watching people losing their shit online because they have a choice, and the, the, it was that was the most insane thing I could think of. I was like, 
just because you gave people more choices and your candidates dog shit and people wanted to go with someone else. It's I, I just hearing people, all these people that are preaching red, white, and blue and, and uh, uh, the American way. But then when you're like, okay, cool, let, let's, let's have choice. Let's have more than it's it, it, like in my race, realistically, all the guy that I was running against had to do is wake up. If I wasn't running, all he had to do was wake up and he won. I was like, how's that different than like place like some communist shitbox like North Korea? I'm like, what's the difference? Oh yeah, but well, he's. Re I'm like, there ain't no difference. I'm like, I guarantee you those There's people not. would rather have a, a, a choice. I was that whole. I was like, uh, the difference between us and them is one person. And so many people want to keep it that way, and that's just. Fucking well, how many Americans? And I think that on a regular. How many oh, Americans ahead. on a regular basis do you hear say we need a third party? How many Americans on a daily basis say we need a third party? How many Americans scream from the mountaintops saying we need a third party? Almost all of them. The entire voter base that doesn't vote every election, you know what they're saying? We need a third party because A and B fucking suck. These, it's like, as I've said before, South Park had it 100% correct. It's a douchebag and a turd sandwich. Which one are you going to choose? They both fucking suck. And, like, your better option is, like, as of right now, if we're looking to the 2024 election, presidential election, it's Joe Biden and Donald Trump. It's, it's very reminiscent of 2020. Guess what? We've got a senile old fuck on one side and a senile old asshole on the other side. It's not any better. We're not doing better for ourselves. No one is improving on this way of life. And everyone agrees. Why in the fuck are Americans settling for one or two? Yeah, then actually I was, that, that's one thing I, I love doing online is throwing like the hard, hard left, hard right for a loop because of course they only have their talking points to for the other side they only have their but what about this guy what about what this guy did and I, i'm like yeah, yeah fuck him i hate him too i was like don't i was like don't throw him in uh with that guy i was like yeah, piece of shit i was like but let's go on what you're throwing this uh this guy under the bus for about xyz because i like i pointed out to one guy about uh he was like oh it's um uh, all the evil things that the Republicans did. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Piece of shit. Republicans got it. I was like, but I wanted to put something to the test. I was like, Hey, what about, what about the million plus people that were killed in the war on terror that under the Democrat president Biden under Democrat president Obama, they, they would, they were like, that's different. That's different. They're like, what? I was like, they fucking different. I was like, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't move an inch. They wouldn't say, yes, that's fucked up. I, I, that's what I was looking for. I was like, just don't be a hypocrite. I was like, if you're going to talk shit about one, talk shit about your guy too. And they won't. They won't say, no matter if it's sitting right in front of their nose, they will not. It's, it's, they just have their talking points against the other side. But when you present them, hey, both sides are dog shit. No. Or, or when you bring up the fact that Trump spent more money in four years than Barack Obama did in eight, 
like Republicans were like, oh, well, you know, it was a crisis. I'm like, so you got your vaccine, right? And they were like, well, no, I'm not a fucking puppet. I'm like, pick a side, buddy. I mean, like, it, it's it, both sides of the same fucking team, and they don't realize it. It's so insanely fucking funny. Republicans hate guns. Cut and dry. Republicans create more gun legislation, more anti-gun legislation. They create more taxes. They create all of these programs that basically caught that that increase the cost of living for Americans. And then Democrats are like, ooh, we can do some of that. And then some other dumb shit on top of that. And people will hate Republicans for it. Republicans are like, ooh, Democrats did this. We can do that. And then add some other dumb shit to it. And people will hate Democrats for it. Guess what? The system fucking works for them. Because that's what's been happening for the last hundred some fucking years. All that's been going on is that Republicans and Democrats have been feeding off of each other. And Americans fucking eat it up. It's the most intense game of fucking, uh, what is that? American Idol. That's what it is. It's American Idol for those of us who are alive when American Idol was still relevant. Um, but that's that's what it is. Like, that's the cut and dry answer for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's who's the most popular today? Yeah, and it's like even the guy I was running against, he was uh, preaching um, Second Amendment, oh, pro-Second Amendment. And I, and I basically, it was like, cool, we're going to have a bump stock for my AK pistol. And then that fucking radio silence. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, you guys got rid, uh, rid of that, uh, that choice that I had because I'm a law-abiding citizen. You, uh, now I can't buy a bump stock because it, it was scary looking. I was like, fuck you. I was like, it's, you're not pro-Second Amendment. You're pro-whatever whatever your party tells you to say. That's all you are. You're just a puppet for that, uh, for that little regime. I was like, that just that pisses me off when they say they're pro-Second Amendment. To me, pro-Second Amendment is, I want a Dylan Arrow minigun at my house that can rip off 50 rounds a second. I should be able to go and buy one. If I can afford that damn thing, I should be able to get that damn thing. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how it should be. I mean, that's how the Second Amendment was written. Uh, as, as letters from Congress in the 1700s was, was written, they basically said, yeah. If you can afford it, buy it. Fuck it. Um, as Truth Lies 11 says, keep the bills as they are. If you want to add something new, run a different bill. Guess what? The bill I would like to run is very simple, and it, it states this. All federal gun laws and state gun laws are now here in void. No void. No void. It's, it's, it's very simple. The Second Amendment guarantees that all gun laws are null and void. The First Amendment, as the Supreme Court has said numerous times, even with the advent, the, the invention of the Internet, which is the most egregious creation against humanity ever, says that the invention of the internet does not change the First Amendment. So why does machine guns or AR-15s, AR-10s, AR-12s, whatever, 
Why does that change the Second Amendment? Because it plays into a political yeah, bond. When you point it, that... it creates. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just saying that. And when you play, uh, when you hear the either side playing the support democracy, constitution, blah blah blah, and then you go, okay, constitution, great. Let's uh, second and tenth amendment. Let's rock those two because the the constitution is such a fucking uh, such an important document that must be followed. Then they're like, well, it's like no, federal government can fuck off and everything unless covered by the constitution 10th amendment second amendment i can give whatever the goddamn gun i want and and that's that's the whole they're always uh because i did present this to somebody that was that said they were libertarian leaning and then that's when i presented the felons restoring felon gun rights i was like look they've done their time they did their punishment they got their hand slapped they did their time why why is there right well what about violent felons? Well, they're fucking violent felons. Why are they out? If they're still a violent member of society, why are they out of prison? Well, they did their... I was like, well, that's the justice system's fault. I was like, you got a shitty justice system. I was like, I was like, look, Martha Stewart is a felon. Should Martha Stewart have the right to uh, defend herself? Fuck yeah. Mama who was making like, uh, cupcakes in her kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. But she's not allowed to buy a gun. I was like, that's stupidest shit I ever heard. And all, all she was convicted of was, is what, tax evasion? Yeah, ta- nothing yeah. that any of those people uh, people in Congress aren't doing on a daily basis. She did a, a fraction of what they do daily, and she's a felon. But yet but yet, we still don't know what uh, who the, the people who were on uh, Epstein's Island was. I mean, oh, yeah. like we have absolute pedophiles in Congress, but yet Martha Stewart's a felon who can't own a gun or can't, you know, she can't defend herself. And that was a finger in my face. Um, but you know what? We're going to, we're going to reel back one half second here. Uh, cause oh. the comment section is going fucking ballistic. Uh, the lunatic says in the motherfucking, in the house, motherfuckers, Bootleg for T uh, and State Chair. I am running for Tennessee State Chair. You know why? Because I don't personally believe that libertarians can run for office and win. You want to know why? Because I see fantastic libertarians running for offices all across the country. You know what happens? Not shit. I'm not saying that these people aren't putting in the work. I'm not saying that these people aren't doing the Lord's work. But it basically comes down to the fact that most Americans are so scared of their own government that they're not willing to go against them. They're not willing to do the things that they need to to be principled. They're not doing what it takes to be free. So my proposal is maybe we should start being getting people prepared for the inevitable. The great igloo. The great freeing of Americans. The great freeing of humanity. The cleanse... Uh, uh, we're not going to say cleansing. That's some Kanye West shit. Um, but... <laughs> but 
on some real shit. What it takes to be free is what it takes through all of human history. I would encourage anyone in the comment section, a single person, to give me an example of which humans have become more free through voting. One example. I've challenged a thousand people to this. More than a thousand people to this. No one has given me an answer. They say, oh, well, we voted away in democracy. Guess what? Democracy got you fucking nothing. But with that, I will leave you with my next guest, who is maybe not endorsing that. But he's a fucking human being who is awesome. And uh, it's Dakota Logan. So you know what? There he is. How y'all doing tonight? Yes. Can you hear me okay? No. Can you hear me all right? I got you loud and clear. Right on. How is everybody? I'm good. Good. How's Alex? Good as can be. How are you, Dakota? I'm doing all right. Uh, I had to have a little time to recharge my batteries after running for uh, office. Took a little time off. Um, trying to reconfigure, you know, what we're going to do next. Well, uh, Truth Lies 11 says you protest peacefully. Violence breeds violence. So... I think violence is our next move. What do you think? You know, we're at this point that uh, we got to keep doing what we're doing, but the goal has always been to prepare for if everything else fails. So I I think that, uh, you know, We keep trying to play within the rules as much as we can, um, but when that's not allowed anymore, I mean, you know, what what else are you going to do? Uh, are are you just going to lay down and take it, or are you going to go out with a bang? It's kind of like the whole, uh, you know, thing. If we go to nuclear war, how long do we really want to play warlords in our own neighborhoods before we kind of decide, screw it? You know, I I don't know. You know, how long do we really want to live like we're on The Walking Dead? Uh, I, I mean, you have to ask yourself that. How how long and how far are you really willing to go before that's not the life you want anymore either? Well, I mean, isn't, isn't violence human nature? I mean, whether it's at their global scale or at the local scale, Violence is, as uh, the lunatic says, uh, violence is the human X factor. Like Jordan Osterson says, who the fuck that is, you must be willing under control. Uh, I think I think what it comes down to is that the simple fact that we have to be willing to sacrifice 
first world comforts for freedom. Will you have 5G cellular connection in anarchy? No, you might not. But will you be free? Yes. Will you have uh, the massive amount of infrastructure with anarchy? But will you be free? Also, yes. What are you willing to sacrifice under the name of safety or, you know, what, what are you willing to sacrifice freedom for? Is my question, I guess. Like, what are you willing to give freedom up for? What is, What are you willing to give up individual uh, rights and autonomy for? Because for a lot of Americans, it's basically Starbucks on their corner. So my question, I guess, tonight is, what are you two gentlemen willing to give up freedom for? We'll start with that, and we'll go to Dakota. Oh, yeah, trust me. Me and my wife's had, uh, because we live here down on the Gulf Coast and everything. We were driving around, seeing some of the beach houses and everything else and going, man, I wish we could have one of those. And then I was sitting there thinking, I was like, eh, if shit goes sideways, trust me, most of these people in these beach houses, they don't have the resolve to keep their beach house. I was like, trust me, things go sideways. We got a beach house. And and then, then it becomes be like, well, take it from me. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I am, I'm one of those, I did some overseas stuff and everything else. And how, how I guess the, the other side <laughs> got shit done. And I was like, eh. and then even bringing up walking dead. I used to watch that show all the time and then watching that. And then you had that one year Negan coming to play. And I was like, uh, I was torn. He was supposed to be the bad guy, but I was like, I can see that shit. I can see. Uh, I was like, yeah, I, 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 he, was, he was one of the most, uh, like, look, we'll take care of you, everything else, but this, uh, this is what you're going to do for it kind of situation. But we've even talked about, we got our, uh, our family lives in North Louisiana on our family farm. We got a good chunk of land, and I was talking to my in-laws, and she uh, talked about things go sideways, we're going to come back we're set up we'll be good we got plenty of land plenty of resources we're good and then she's like yeah but these friends and these friends we'll have to let them i'm like i was like you gotta get that out of your head i was like there is it's if they can't bring something to the table is it in a skill set like a couple friends are a nurse got it nurse be great skill set but if they if they're like can't bring anything to the uh to the game uh, I was like, they need to find some other place to go. I was like, it is what it is. So I'm one of those. This election, I think, pushed me more because I used to teeter on the minarchist kind of mentality. Uh, I used to kind of, that was my my line. And I think this election pushed me more ANCAP than anything's ever pushed me. Just seeing, uh, uh, seeing the rules, seeing the, the 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 bullshit tied to everything. I just seeing how the games played. I was like, "Fuck this!" I, I was like, "This is this is utter bullshit." I was like, "This this game ain't set to win." So Dakota, um, your response? It's interesting because I have a completely different perspective. I ran for office. Um, I 
live in North Rural Arkansas. Uh, our district is uh, roughly uh, 30,000 people. I went and talked to people every day and they're all, you know, pretty simple people trying to raise their families and, uh, you know, just survive. Um, so my perspective is a little different in the fact that, you know, I saw a lot of community. Uh, I saw a lot of people come together, work together. You know, I went to a lot of charity events. I went to a lot of events where, uh, where I got to see what I really believe the, 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 meat and potatoes of what libertarian is supposed to be, which is volunteerism and actionism. And I, I see that as very much alive. And, and um, there is this overview because a lot of the people that voted um, are still people that are kind of plugged into the matrix. They're still watching cable television. They still know what the Kardashians are up to. They still give a shit about what Donald Trump does on a daily basis. Um, but at the core of it, the majority of the people in my area are, are farmers, um, people work in, uh, smaller factories and, and people that, uh, uh, the, the, the weekend before the election, we had a EF1 tornado come through and I loaded up chainsaws and went to go help uh, a community clean up. And to see the amount of people from the neighborhoods and from those towns that were out with tractors, chainsaws, trucks, just putting in the work. Uh, and like I imagine you saw the same thing when you were in Florida, that there was a lot of people out, neighbors helping neighbors and people helping people. Um, you know, none of us want to see our neighbors and friends suffer. Um and I think that uh, when push comes to, to shove, it's going to be a little bit harder um, to make some of those decisions and say, oh, well, you know, are they a part of the team or not? When, man, we're all just people. Uh, so I feel like from, from my side of it, the best thing I can do is be as involved in, as possible in my community and help unite people and, and show them through that actionism what being a libertarian is, which is getting back to the basics of living in a rural area and people helping people out. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. So I will say this. Uh, well, uh, it's so like something. Susie... Oh. Go ahead, Alex. You got it. Oh, I was, I was just say, uh, saying, it's like something my uh, my grandma used to tell me because I grew up in the northwest little corner of Illinois. Um, Lily. If you cut a square out of a cornfield and put a town, that's where I grew up. And so extremely rural. I think I, think I graduated with 36 people in my class. We were the largest graduating senior, senior class in decades. So, but one thing my grandma used to always talk about is the Great Depression when it rolled through. The Great Depression was one of the greatest things that happened to our area because everyone that came together, worked, uh, worked together, the, hey, I got... I can sew. Hey, I got this. Hey, I'll trade you this for this. Those made it. Those people uh, made it and they got through everything. She said, all the other people that uh, that kind of kind of didn't come together and didn't work with their, uh, work with each other and didn't bring anything to the table, those people just went away. And then those people stopped. Uh, didn't have kids, so that bloodline just went away. That weak bloodline. And she said, 
what did you get after that? You got the World War II generation. You got those guys that went over unquestioning and could sleep in mud, dirt, the most horrible conditions because that's what they grew up in. They grew up in the most horrible, awful conditions. To them, that was just that was just a Monday. <laughs> so they, uh, they could eat it. But she said, she goes, 1930s. And this is, this is my little old lady uh, grandma. She said, 1930s, thin the herd. She goes, we probably need another one of those soon. I was like, it's pretty harsh, grandma, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I live in a rural community. Um, town I live in is like 40,000 people, which might be bigger than both the y'all's communities. But um, the, real, the real question that most Americans have to pose to themselves is, what are we willing to do to be free, right? And most Americans don't pose that, that question to themselves. I mean, it, it comes down to two things. Either you're willing to be free or you're not. You're either willing to fight for that freedom or you're not. You're either willing to do the grunt work, which most people in rural communities are not. Like, we're willing to do the grunt work as far as like raise cattle, raise, uh, grow crops, whatever. But we're also willing to sometimes fight these bullshit wars. Both of those things are not benefiting our communities. So I guess the question it comes down to is, what are we going to do to change that mindset? Okay, I, I I got you. I I understand what you're saying now, and um, just trying to work as a county affiliate and trying to inspire and motivate people to go to city council meetings, to go to quorum court meetings, and trying to explain that you know that level of stuff affects you on a daily basis. If you choose to still put your kids in public school and you're not going to uh, school board meetings, you're screwing up. You know, um, if you're going to put your kids in public school, you need to go to school board meetings and find out what's going on. You got to be involved. That is the biggest thing that I found is trying to inspire and motivate people to get off their couch, turn the television off and actually go get involved. Um that's the big struggle. And so when you say, what are people willing to do to defend Liberty? It's not about collecting freedom seeds. It's about being involved in your local community and your local government, because those are the people that are going to come and knock on your door. And so local actionism, inspiring and motivating people to get involved in local government, man, that's half of what I do on a, on a daily basis. A daily basis, and every part of my campaign was having that discussion with people about, man, have you ever gone to a quorum court meeting? Those people decide what happens in your county. You pissed off about your roads that suck? You need to go to a quorum court meeting. Go there, complain. Find out where your money goes. There is so much corruption going on at your on the city level and the county level. We don't have to worry about what's happening in the White House. That shit rarely affects us. But the things that are happening in your own town, in your own county, do affect you on a regular basis. That's where the work needs to be put in. And um, 
Yes. I mean, that that's where it's at. So what are you willing to do to defend freedom? Get off of your ass and go to your city council meeting. Find out where they're wasting your money. Go to your, your quorum court meetings. Figure out where they're wasting your money and what stupid shit they're doing to cause you harm and take your rights away on a local level. That's where we start, honestly. I mean, honestly, that's where we start. And yeah, when I was pointing out at talking about local level, um, town just north of here, mayor just uh, the state just signed some big contract with a, a local mayor. He had this little office space, and the state needed some office space in this county. So, of course, the mayor of this town who's connected rented out office space at $5,000 a month to the state for, uh, I think, for a contract of five years. So it was a little over a quarter million dollar deal. And then the question was, uh, was like, why, why is the state giving this just random mayor in this random town a quarter of a million dollars for this office space they're probably not even going to use? And then a lot of people are like, well, that's things are. That's what I was told by the people in the town. I was like, yeah, but you know, every two weeks where it says AL State, you're paying the rent on that place. I was like, how are you not pissed off about that? You're, you're dropping five grand on a place that should be maybe a few hundred dollars a month, little office space. But, and, and they're like, well, that's just how things go here. That's, that's just how it's done here. That's one thing I, I noticed. And, and see, he, with here, it's no longer small community. It's, it's blown up. It's, and that's what I've told people in the past. I was like, this place is right for like a libertarian candidate because you got all these people coming down from Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, New York, California, everywhere that were pretty hardcore card characters, but they got sick of the shit of those states. So they all moved here. Well, then I had numerous of them say, look, I don't really align with this Republican candidate. He's kind of nut job, but the Democrats, they're an absolute shit show in the state. They don't, they, they're infighting. They have no real candidates. They, they, they're like, when I say a dumpster fire, the Democrats in the state are an absolute dumpster fire. And that, that's why I was like, I was like, this place is, is ripe for a libertarian candidate, but it, and that's what kind of irked me about the, the election is I just didn't feel the support. It was there, but it was there in, in token only kind of situation. I was like, uh, I was like, I don't mean that I felt that it was a, let's win this. It was because Alabama, you got to get 20% We're state in the union. Worst uh, that you have to get 20% to be on the next ballot. I got 15 and a half, like 15 and a half, roughly 30, uh, 30 something thousand votes. Kentucky, I think you got to get 15% and then everybody else is like single digit to be on the ballot. Worse than at 20. So our party's goal was get a candidate, make 20%. So we don't have to get. And I was like, I was like, why aren't we swinging for the fences? Why aren't we get a candidate and win the fucker? Like, yeah, well, and, and that's what kind of I got a little disillusioned about. I was like, this whole not idea of in it to win it, but just in it to to make a little noise. And I'm not one of those, yeah, I like making noise, but if 
I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to spend my money and spend my time. I, I'm, I'm going to do when. I was in the so, same boat, Alex. I ran to win. I didn't run to, you know, get a little bit of attention. I, I ran to win, which I don't see why you would run to not win. It doesn't make any sense. We should never do anything halfway. Yeah, and it just it just seemed like we – and I, I, I see the idea. I see what the thought process was, and I, I, I feel for the party chair and everything else in the state because I knew what they were working uh, – what they had to deal with. But it was just this idea of let's try to get 20%. Try to meet that stupid threshold that the state has. And and actually, the, we had another. I think she got a hundred and I want to say like one hundred and seventy five thousand. It was a statewide candidate. I think she she pulled in like one hundred and seventy five thousand votes. And then she had like I think like sixteen, seventeen percent, and they just just brushed it aside. Can, in any other state, that would have been a win. In any other state, that would have been automatic access uh, ballot access, except here. I was like, that's why after this election, me and the wife decided we're, we're going, uh, we're getting away from this uh, fairly urban population and heading over to Florida here in a couple of years. So it's, it's not for us anymore. Well, I would, I would wish you good luck in Florida. Uh, there's no such thing as an urban or not urban population in Florida. Well, you know what, Alex? But, uh, gentlemen, I, well, so what we'll do is we'll give final words and uh, we'll close out for the night. So uh, we'll start with Dakota, we'll go to Alex, and then. Well, hey, uh, I appreciate y'all inviting me on. Um, I've been to a couple of uh, executive committee meetings for uh, Libertarian Party of Arkansas, and they say that they're trying to make some moves. You know, everybody's talking about where to go moving forward. Um, I would really like to see our people people at National do something, say something um, to help us moving forward. Uh, I spent a lot of time and a lot of effort um, and ran a race by myself. Now, granted, I pulled six percent, almost right at 6%, which set a record here in Arkansas for a three-way race. But, um, man, some money would have been nice. Uh, my incumbent spent over 30 grand uh, and, and did nothing but talk about the fact that he was a pro-life candidate um, and he is 80 years old. Uh Candidate by candidate, I should have beat the pants off of him. Um, but it's so ingrained with some money and some uh, help with messaging and, and helping get me out there more. That would have helped a lot. There's only just so much one guy can do uh, with a limited budget. I ran with under $1,000. Um, but I pulled 6% of my vote in, in my race. So uh, here in Arkansas, it set a record. So. Uh, you know, Michael White and I talk on a almost daily basis about moving forward and, um, you know, where we're going to go. I'm kind of curious to see what our next election looks like. 
as far as uh, in this state, what Democrats are going to do. Uh, we feel like there might be a lot of Democrats that just don't run. Like in my race, uh, we had a Democrat, but they didn't, she didn't have hardly any mo more money than I did. So I think she was just more ballot choice. And I think that kind of sucked. Like, I wish they wouldn't have run a Democrat because, you know, I should have been able to do a whole lot better, but I, I don't know. Moving forward. I hope that, uh, people smarter than me will, uh, help out with ideas and, and how to make this happen. Uh, that that's what I'm hoping for. But uh, thanks for having me on tonight. You guys have a good night. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. And uh, Alex, if you want to unmute, go for it. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just um, thanks for me on. It was thanks for having me on the first time. It was flipping awesome that, uh, that just being on and taking a swing and trying to get better at public speaking I, I, I told someone I was like look it's me and public speaking is the best thing but trying to get better each time I do it but talking about like with national I just hope they get someone I'm sick and tired of seeing these recycled um, candidates that that are from other parties that just because they have name recognition and they, uh, they slap an L beside their name, they're all of a sudden libertarian. It's like, we absolutely need leadership that isn't going to cower to, to the corporate level, uh, level situation. It's, I, I've seen so many candidates, so many strong candidates that kind of just kind of got pushed to the wayside because they were lying in the sand. And that's what we, we uh, I don't believe we need this, this, well, let's make these agreements and let's, let's agree to disagree and everything else. No, right's right, wrong's wrong. Here's a fucking line, period. And, and, and it, it, it's one of those, I'm not going to agree with, with, well, yeah, that's your opinion. If it's wrong, I'm going to say it's wrong, period, point blank. And that's the kind of candidates I think we really need on a national level that because like I, I voted for Richardson, nice lady, super nice lady, Chicago Blackhawks fan. Boom. Had my vote. I was, I was all in. I was like, she's a Hawks fan. I'm a Hawks fan. Got it. She's got my vote, but she, she, she was a weak candidate. Spike would have been phenomenal. Spike would have been phenomenal. He, he's very well spoken, very to the point, very no bullshit. Joe was 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 weak, and that's what we do not need. We need a solid, no nonsense, straight to the point candidate that can just shred these other two duopoly parties, and, and shred them a new one. And that's what I hope the party's going to go to. We'll see in a couple years how things go. Hopefully, Spike gets on the national stage again. But we'll see. Well, Alex, I appreciate you, man. Dakota, I appreciate you. Gentlemen, y'all have a great night. I appreciate y'all coming on. And uh, we'll see y'all around on the flip side somewhere. Have a good one. Appreciate having me on. Yes, sir.
Jody, you have a good night, sir. So, as it was mentioned before, I, the Bootleg Libertarian, am running for LBTN chair. Sorry, you know. If you've been watching this show, guess what? You know all you need to know. The flag behind me tells you all you need to know. Susie is excited. She got she got funny brains. But anyways, uh ladies and gentlemen, it's that time or not. I go sleep. Love y'all. Y'all have a great night. And uh, we'll see y'all next Thursday. Peace out. Uh, if I can find the clip. There we go. But look at him. Look. Look. I got jeans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rice, raw, raw, jeans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rat, you jeans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, raw, raw, jeans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, 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 jeans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, raw, raw, jeans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rat, you